Section 44 of The Life of Mozart, Volume 1 by Otto Jahn. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jennifer Dore. The Life of Mozart by Otto Jahn. Section 44, Chapter 17, Part 6. Wolfgang gave his father other reasons against the expedition. February 7, 1778. I have already given you my chief reason for not going with these people to Paris. The second is that I cannot quite see what I should have to do in Paris. My only means of advancement would be lesson-giving, and that work is distasteful to me. I have had a striking example of that here. I might have had two pupils. I went to each of them three times. Then I found one of them out. Consequently, I did not go again. I will gladly give lessons as a favor particularly to anyone who shows genius and a real wish to learn. But to be obliged to go to a house at a certain hour, or to be obliged to wait at home for a pupil is what I cannot do, even if it were to bring me some profit. I leave that to those who can do nothing but play the clavier. I am a composer, a born Kappelmeister. I ought not to bury my talent for composition, which a merciful God has so richly bestowed upon me. I may say it without pride, for I feel it now more than ever. And pupils are most distracting to the mind. I would rather, so to speak, neglect the clavier than composition, for the clavier is only a subordinate affair only god be praised a very powerful subordinate he had said the same to vendling and told him that if he would only put something certain in his way he would gladly follow to paris especially if it was an opera opera writing is my chief idea and object french rather than german but italian rather than either french or german vendling and his friends are all of opinion that my compositions would be wonderfully successful in paris for as you know i can adapt myself to every sort and style of composition all things considered we cannot but feel that wolfgang's father was justified in writing as follows february twenty third seventeen seventy eight so you intend only to give lessons as a favor do you and you mean to leave your old father in his present straits for a young fellow like you lesson-giving is far too much trouble even when it is well paid it is more fitted to your old father to run from house to house for a wretched pittance in order to support himself and his daughter and to send the little that remains to you instead of paying his debts and all that you may amuse yourself by giving lessons to some silly girl for nothing my son reflect and give ear to your own good sense reflect whether you do not deal more hardly with me than our prince himself god has given you an excellent judgment and two things only hinder you from employing it on your own affairs first a trifle too much of conceit and self-love and secondly an inclination to be over-confiding and to open your heart to every one you meet he made him easy as to lesson-giving in Paris, February 16, 1778. In the first place, no one will discharge his master at once in order to take you, and in the second place, 
no one would venture to engage you nor should you take any one except a lady now and then who plays well already and has a fancy for learning from you for which she is willing to pay well such lady pupils as these will take endless trouble to collect subscriptions for your compositions the ladies in paris are omnipotent they are great amateurs of the clavier and many of them play extremely well they would be your best allies for getting commissions and you will be able by their help to make both fame and money with clavier pieces violin quartets symphonies and such collections of french songs with the clavier as you lately sent me then at last you will arrive at an opera why do you hesitate but you always want things done in a moment before you have been either seen or heard look down the long list of our former acquaintances in paris they are all at least the greater number the best people in the town they are all most anxious to see you again and if only six of such persons nay a single one would suffice were to take you by the hand you might do as you pleased all this notwithstanding however we cannot but feel that wolfgang's consciousness of his true vocation and his lively protest against any sort of pressure from without did honor to him far more honor than the insinuation of unbelief against his true friend wendling to whom he was already deeply indebted not that mozart was insincere he was a faithful son of his church but other feelings were at work here which obscured his judgment wendling was inconsolable at wolfgang's refusal to join the party and the latter endeavored to persuade himself that motives of personal interest had a share in the regret of his friend be it as it may wendling and ram set off for paris on february fifteenth leaving wolfgang at mannheim not quite free from compunction if i thought he writes to his father february fourteenth seventeen seventy eight that you were really annoyed about my not going to paris with them i should repent having remained here but after all the road to paris is not closed to me l mozart was not altogether displeased at the turn of affairs what really angered him was to hear from wolfgang february fourth seventeen seventy eight i am getting on at my ease with the music for monsignor de Gen, for which i am to have two hundred florins i can stay here as long as i like for neither my board nor lodging cost me anything his father had warned him before december eleventh seventeen seventy seven if you examine your conscience you will find that you have a strong tendency to procrastination and now he writes february twelfth seventeen seventy eight i am astonished to hear that you are finishing monsignor de Gen's music at your ease can it be that you have not already completed it and you were thinking of leaving mannheim on the fifteenth and have been making expeditions to kersheim well never mind only beware that herr wendling and monsignor de Gen do not play you false for the proposal was only made with the intention of enabling you to go with them let me have an answer by the next post that i may know how the matter stands the information which wolfgang furnished february fourteenth seventeen seventy eight was not consolatory herr de Gen, who also goes to paris to-morrow has paid me only ninety-six florins miscalculating the half by four florins 
because I had written only two concerti and three quartetti, but he will be obliged to pay me the whole, for I have arranged with Vendling to send the music after them. It is not extraordinary that I should not have been able to finish it. I never have a quiet hour. Night is my only time for writing, for I cannot even get up early. Besides, one is not always in the humor for writing. I could certainly scribble away the whole day, but when a thing is to go forth to the world bearing my name, I am determined that I will not be ashamed of it. You know how stupid I am when I have always to compose for one instrument, and that one which I dislike. I have written other things from time to time for a change, such as a clavier's duets and portions of masses. But now I have set to work in earnest on the clavier duets so that I may have them printed. In a letter from Paris, July twentieth, 1778, he mentions only two quartets for the flute, and October third, 1778, he speaks of the flute concerto, two quartets for flute, violin, viola, and violoncello are known. One of them, Kerschel 281, is inscribed Mannheim il 25th December 1777, and must therefore be the same which is mentioned in the letter of December 18 as being almost finished. It is in D major in the usual three movements, the middle one, an adagio 3-8, being accompanied throughout pizzicato, the flute leading the melody. The whole piece is easy both in style and composition. The flute kept mainly in the foreground, and the accompanying parts firmly and skillfully handled without any actual elaboration. The second quartet, Kerschel 298, according to a notice appended by a strange hand to the original manuscript in the Imperial Library at Vienna, was composed in Paris in 1778. It is in A major and begins with variations on a simple theme in which each instrument in succession comes in obligato, then follows a minuet, and as a final, a rondeau, the heading of which testifies to Mozart's merry humor. It runs, Allegretto grazioso, ma non troppo presto, pero non troppo adagio, così così con molto garbo ed espressione. It is likewise easy in every respect, shorter and somewhat fresher, than the first movement. A flute concerto in D major, Kerschel 314, bears much the same character and was composed for the true philanthropist, the Indian Dutchman. It is lively and cheerful without laying claim to deeper significance. The accompaniment, although kept well in hand, betrays in little touches the practiced hand of a master. An andante in C major for the flute, with orchestral accompaniment, has also been preserved. Kerschel 315. The original is not dated, but the handwriting, the Mannheim paper, and the well-founded assumption that Mozart never wrote for the flute, except by commission, point to this time. Furstenau, however, remarks that Mozart treats the flute with a perfect knowledge of the instrument, its technique, and easily attained effects. Nothing is known of the mass on which he was engaged at Mannheim unless a detached curie in E-flat Kerschel 322, serious and dignified in expression, original and free in treatment, may be referred to this period. He writes on the 28th February, 1778, that he has still two clavier sonatas to write, but I am not in a hurry with them, for they cannot be printed here, 
nothing can be done by subscription it is beggary and the engraver will not take the risk on himself unless i promise him half the profits i would rather have them printed in paris where the publishers are glad of something new and pay capitally and where much also can be done by subscription one of the sonatas kershaw three o four was according to the inscription finished in paris all the six were published there in seventeen seventy eight by sieber and were dedicated to the electress kershaw's three o one to three o six wolfgang's dilatoriness was a hard blow to his father who had counted on the price of these compositions to cover the cost of the mannheim visit and of the journey to paris he saw plainly that he must not only defray these himself but must also provide for the future and he found himself in great perplexity he writes in troubled strain february sixteenth seventeen seventy eight we have tried every means to make you happy and ourselves through you and at least to set your future career on a firm foundation but fate has willed that we should not succeed our last venture has sunk me very low indeed and as you know i am now seven hundred florins in debt knowing not how i am to support myself your mother and sister on my monthly pay not a kreutzer can i hope for from our prince you cannot but see clearly therefore that the future fate of your old parents and of your good devoted sister is in your hands the sister an ever-present witness of the cares and perplexities of her father at a loss to know how the new year's bills were to be met or how he was to procure the new clothes he needed grasped the state of affairs very thoroughly she practised the clavier with redoubled zeal and had made great efforts thoroughly to master thoroughbass and the art of preluding she foresaw that after her father's death her music would be her mother's and her own sole dependence she was deeply grieved at the bad news from wolfgang and had her full share of weeping wolfgang wrote crossly that she should not cry for nothing february nineteenth seventeen seventy eight but he must have felt ashamed of himself when his father's answer to this came february twenty sixth seventeen seventy eight she did not cry over nothing when she cried over your letter but nevertheless she said when she heard that you had not got the two hundred florins thank god that it is no worse although she has considerable interest in the matter and knows that in order to go on helping you her own just claims must be laid aside and why was it the father must have asked himself that wolfgang was so suddenly blind to his own interests and forgetful of his duty to his family it required no great skill in reading between the lines to find the answer in his son's own letters the stay in mannheim influenced his artistic life through the intellectual atmosphere of a capital in which flourished german science and german art but beyond and above this it was there that he was seized by the passion which sways the innermost being of man and blunts for the time every other feeling we have seen how susceptible he always was to female charms and how he delighted in intercourse with agreeable women whose attractions often threw a favorable light on his opinion of their musical acquirements now for the first time there awoke in his heart a passionate attachment to a young singer of extraordinary talent 
the beauty of her voice as it developed under his loving tuition coupled with the unhappy circumstances of her life increased the young man's generous ardor and aroused his lively sympathy aloisia weber the second daughter of a man in a subordinate position at the theatre was fifteen years of age and of great beauty his letters outwardly expressive only of his admiration for her singing are not the less indicative of the state of his heart artistic delight and loving passion are charmingly and unconsciously blended in every sentence the view which it is permitted us to take of the innocent heart of a youth who could feel as warmly and tenderly as he could judge impartially and artistically is the more striking since it helps us to apprehend how much was torn away with this bud destined never to unfold into blossom wolfgang first mentions her in an account of a little professional tour january seventeenth seventeen seventy eight next wednesday i am going for a few days to kirchheim poland to the princess of orange page forty three i have heard so much that is good of her that at last i have decided a dutch officer and my very good friend was dreadfully scolded by her for not bringing me with him when he went to pay his respects at the new year i shall get at least eight louis dieu for she is a great musical amateur and i have had four songs copied for her i shall give her a symphony too for she has a nice little orchestra and gives concerts every day the copying of the songs will not cost me much for it has been done by a certain herr weber who is going over with me he has a daughter of fifteen who sings extremely well with a beautiful pure voice she only wants action to be fit for a prima donna on any stage her father is a good true-hearted german who has brought up his children well which is the reason that the girl is persecuted here he has six children five daughters and one son for fourteen years he supported himself and his family on two hundred florins a year and because he has always faithfully fulfilled his duties and has provided the elector with a first-rate singer he has now actually four hundred florins she sings my song for Demichis with the fearful passages excellently well she's going to sing it at kirchheim poland after his return he narrates the particulars of this holiday trip february second seventeen seventy eight we sent a note at once to the castle and next day the concertmeister rothfischer waited on us in the evening we went to the court it being saturday mademoiselle weber sang three songs i pass over her singing with one word excellent i spoke to you of her merits in my last letter and i shall not be able to close this without saying more as i am now learning to know her better and to appreciate her full powers afterwards we supped at the officers table sunday and monday we dined at court there was no music on sunday evening there never is so that they have only about three hundred musical evenings in the year we might have joined the gaming table but much preferred remaining at home we would willingly have dispensed with the dinner at court since we are never so happy as when alone together but we looked at it from an economical point of view having spent enough already on monday there was music and again on tuesday and wednesday mademoiselle weber sang in all thirteen times and twice played the clavier which she does very well 
what surprises me most is her correctness only imagine she played my difficult sonata slowly but without missing a note prima vista upon my honor i would rather she played my sonatas than vogler i have played in all twelve times and once by desire on the organ in the lutheran church and i have waited on the princess with four symphonies for all this i have received seven louis d'or in silver money and my poor dear weber five basta we have lost nothing by it i have clear forty-two florins profit and the inexpressible pleasure of having made the acquaintance of true-hearted catholic and christian people apropos you must not be surprised that my seventy-seven florins have been reduced to forty-two florins it was a true pleasure to come together with good sympathetic people i could not do otherwise than pay half the expenses but that will not happen on any other journey i have said already i shall only pay for myself afterwards we stayed five days at worms where herr weber has a brother-in-law the dean of the monastery who stands in fear of herr weber's sharp-pointed pen we were very merry and dined and supped every day with the dean i can truly say that this little journey has been good practice on the clavier for me the dean is a very wealthy sensible man now it is time that i conclude if i were to write all that i think i should run short of paper End of section 44, 